Yeah. Sweat Equity Podcast and streaming shows from Clusterfuck Studios or Stop Gap Studio until we find a new home. Live. That other voice Very you're hearing, alive. Eric Reginger. My, uh, my name is Law Smith. Uh, the other host of this, Little Rusty. Oh, to man. get some pragmatic entrepreneurial advice with dick jokes. That's what we're about. I'm going to tease some topics in this intro. How do you do your first open mic? Ooh, that's fun. How do I start automating my life? And how to create a message for your brand? These are questions that were asked in a mailbag kind of style. So we're going to uh, answer them on air. Got to go with hashtag girthyri, hashtag 69B2B with that hashtag sweat equity. Uh, sponsored by Grasshopper. Try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Uh, that'll get you 50 bucks off that business phone line. Fresh books. Get your books. Get them fresh. <laughs> get that direct deposit the next day. Uh, that's a big deal. I know as a small business owner, if uh, if I did uh, QuickBooks, sometimes it'd be like, eh, we'll give it to you in five days. We'll estimate and we're gonna when take... we think this uh, electronic transaction will take place that right. we can absolutely control. And then they'll blame your bank. And you're, then you talk to your bank. And they're like, nah, it's them. And you're like, ugh. So, uh, gofreshbooks.com forward slash sweat. We'll get you that hookup, Holly, if you hear me, like Master P. Uh. Mm, I was a C-murder guy myself. But uh, gofreshbooks.com forward slash sweat. Gets uh. you a hookup. Gets us a hookup. And then Warby Parker, if you need glasses, sunglasses, prescription, don't go to the retailers. You're getting ripped off. Why are glasses that expensive? It's unnecessary. Find the disruptor. Uh, Warby Parker trial dot com forward slash sweat they'll send you five pairs to try on i use them i'll pull them up once we get the show started and i'll be i'll be flossing them you had like a pennsylvania accent right there i did warby parker warby parker i went irish after yeah. because i can't not but you're you're out of it so uh we you we need to get the warby parker trial.com forward slash sweat let's get that out of the way incremental uh, is Eric's podcast that <laughs> and work smarter, not harder is the one I haven't done uh, under this feed. Those are the two podcasts we don't do ever. So I'm throwing sure it out there in the hopes that it does come back and we we do it. Uh, if you can't support the sponsors that support the show, uh, share this podcast with Give me money <laughs> on iTunes, Spotify, Laughable, YouTube, Facebook, Vimeo. Share it with a friend. Share it with a loved one. Subscribe, rate, review. That all helps. Let's get this. Mother, mother started. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. Howdy, Tony. Mm. Yeah. Sweat equity. Woo. Oh. Oh. What guy got it? The Warby Parker case is kind of nice, right? Oh. Look at that presentation. Yeah. You know, Put as I've been. in there. <laughs> my diaphragm uh as as i've uh yeah if you're watching the video version of this podcast um i just put on my warby parker glasses uh i've had for about five years mm-hmm. yeah wp on the inside story checks out you know and uh, we're showing the case in the in the video but it is one of those things where apple apple makes a good product part of it is the presentation of the box as i've been i've been trying not to uh just give everything to Salvation Army and have all this stuff clustered up from our office move out that I was like, this is a good time to purge. Mm-hmm. As Jocko says, Jocko Willenick, 
with every bad. You did it. You I said did it. it right. I've been practicing. It's the glasses. I just it's the glasses that help. Uh, with every bad situation, there's good in it. For sure. Um. Yeah, we know it, but it's a good mantra to kind of repeat when, you know, you're getting in that victimizing area. Oh, yeah. You know? There's so much stuff that you can be like, oh, I know it's going to be fine. But, like, unless you systematically say it out loud or, like, whatever uh, ritual, like, something that's forced. Like, you have to force it to actually believe it to a point, you know? Right. And so we're in, uh, we're in this stopgap studio, uh, in your place. I'll set one up in mine as another option. Um, just so we have coverage for this podcast, which we have to apologize for not getting episodes up. It has been a clusterfuck oh, yeah. to be able to do it. Uh, and you're almost dead right now. I feel like I'm going to poop my pants, baby. So you got, what time did you get up this morning? I've been up since uh, like three, and we're recording this early on a Friday morning. Like not, it's nine forty-five right now, uh, so you're feeling healthy. PM, right? That's what it feels like. <laughs> um, you're PMSing, that's for sure. Am I? No, <laughs> no, I don't think you've ever feel... PMS. Re- like, I don't think you've ever really gotten upset about anything <laughs> to to even make the the uh, 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 over exaggerating joke of PMSing. Yeah, you're good. very much in the buoys. Good. Yeah. Good. That's what I want. But uh, as as the we had to abruptly move out of our studio, no big deal. Uh, we work as something I was looking forward to anyway. Us moving into, and I just saw. Did you see the news about that? Oh yeah, they're like a huge fraud. <laughs> like, I've been pumping them for so well. Only this the idea. Like obviously, you don't know how the inner workings of a conglomerate corporation owned by another. They're owned by Regis, I think, I believe. Regis Feldman? Yeah, Regis. Come to my office. I got some money. I got co-share. Open spaces. Uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't understand how it was going to work. It seemed like they should charge more. Uh, it didn't seem, I, I don't think don't the remember. model was, I thought the model was mostly squatting on the property. And then the the co-share part of it kind of pays your, your operating costs. So it's more of like an it's a franchise sort of thing that the it's, owners of the building or whatever the it's not a, it's not work. a franchise i don't think uh it i think the deal my my understanding if i had to guess was they would buy it buy the building or buy the space uh-huh. in a building you know just like you not an apartment but a condo you would buy right. you would buy that apartment in a building essentially and own it um i think that's what they were doing and then you have the property value of that, right? Uh-huh. Over time, you could, you could flip it essentially, uh, and sell it. Oh, so that but what I think about the that, I think that was I think that it? was the model. Well, the workspace keeps the operating costs, so you have something coming in to pay the current whatever. Uh, was that more. always the upfront? like business model or is that just coming out now? I don't know. I, this is my guess. This is my total guess oh, without oh, oh. reading a lot. Like I just, see. just following what they do because I, I just, I'm a sucker for like the, the cool coffee spot. I'm a sucker for co-share workspaces like that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I fall for that marketing. I like it and I know it too, but I, I like that idea of being around other entrepreneurial people, especially more digitally kind of oriented people sure because we're in kind of a laggard market for that so I, I think we it's need a necessary thing I think. we need we needed it here more than the other cities arguably 
in, yeah. a, in a way uh, to kind of galvanize that community. But um, I, I just assumed they're owned by Regis, so they're fine. But now I'm kind of bummed that it's not opening until February here, and then which probably means April or May, never or never. And then uh, it's not good when I, I signed up to like go do a tour or talk to someone and they haven't got back to me. <laughs> yeah, on email, like anything. Yeah, stuff like that. I get if it if they not know on me. Top of it, <laughs> yeah. like that's not good. So uh, that's not good. And um, you know, oh, before I forget, if you're in the Tampa, Tampa Bay area, we have a lot of people that about half our audience is kind of in this area. Half is around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but up Kazakhstan. Yeah, we're crushing it. We're like number one entrepreneurial podcast in Pakistan or something like that. I don't know. I think it actually is Kazakhstan. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That was a real country. God, what if we were like huge with Al Qaeda? They're taking all the tips, (laughs) slowly building. (laughs) Yeah, their ROI on their uh, ads are really popping off right now. Well, we would have a deodorant sponsor. They got to smell bad, Al Qaeda. uh, Yes. So definitely. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. supply and demand. Uh, but uh, October 19th, 2019, 19, uh, what is it? 10, 19, 19, Tampa Pig Jig on the River. I'm wearing the polo uh, to pump it out. It benefits a uh, Nefcure kidney disease, uh, Nefcure International for a kidney disease. Mm-hmm. Super exciting, <laughs> I know. But it's like a country concert mixed with a barbecue competition, mixed with like, Family fun during the day. They have chicken. And, uh, <laughs> also. and um, you know, it's just a good good little thing. We've uh, we've been uh, in-kind sponsors for a couple years. This is the ninth year that's yeah. going on. Oh, it's one of my favorite uh, favorite times. You get the backstage all-access passes. Walk around like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so whatever you want. Yeah, that's it's going to be a good day for us. That's, the, that's a fun day for us because all the digital we – do in kind it basically stops at least that day right. and, and so we kind of get to kick up our heels while a lot of people are scrambling around but uh it's a good little reward um it's a good little you know uh good juju too uh mm-hmm. so uh, i was going back to the purge of our office being a good thing i've been ebaying trying to poshmark craig's listing i just i go once i got in that mode it's kind of like it becomes easier to just keep doing it. Yeah. If you just sell, try to go, I'm going to sell one thing off. For some reason, that doesn't work in my head. Yeah. Well, like for stuff like that, a lot of it is just like learning how to do eBay, just like going through the process once. And, and you're like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, and then you get your own little system. Like you were talking about, you wanted to have like your own packaging. Well, station. I, was like, I was like looking up on Amazon how to like, if I, I want to do this on a continual basis, is what I was trying to think. Make this more of a habit of like, like always just be like kind of selling off uh, a bunch of stuff. If it has any value, even if you, it's a wash. Yeah. Like you, you're selling like baby. I have a bunch of baby clothes. You could sell the the hardware on the kitchen cabinets <laughs> yeah. in your apartment. Like, like a meth head. It's cleaned out. <laughs> copper piping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't have copper, copper piping anymore. Uh, so, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. No, That's old burst. school. That's what happened here. That's why the floors are all fucked up. We had a pipe burst. Here? Yeah, all over the place. Over there's a big uh, chunk of floor missing over there because Father's Day, like two years ago, squishy, squishy, squishy floors, and then phew, the whole pain in the ass. Yeah, you should just go with that since you. I now mean, they do it in the ceiling. You've got kind of a house where 
you're gonna have kids running in and out probably as they get a little bit older, you know. Like, what do you mean, like adopted kids? I feel like y'all's house is gonna be the cool house where you have like, yeah. where you know, we're gonna go over there and play. Like, yeah. Mine was not. It was the opposite. It was like every kid in the neighborhood moved out five years before I could even hang out with them. Scary Larry's house. Well, and there's no. So there's no kids in my neighborhood. So it's just like I'm just gonna just chill by myself. (laughs) I guess a lot. Um, I'm gonna climb this oak tree on my own. Friends with the security guard lets everybody in the neighborhood. So I always loved the houses that like just had always like activity going through it yeah and i would just spend as much time over there as possible but i'm saying like get that tile on the floor that looks like faux wood yeah oh well we're gonna wait for that a few more years before we replace all these floors because they're with this dog and the kids they're just gonna fuck it up more so. yeah we got Polly, the mascot of this podcast wandering around doesn't get up all day and now he wants to wander I know, as soon as now. we start the podcast he's like what's up yeah, he's chilling. He's good. He's a good pup. Uh, all right. So let's get into uh, – I got a question via a new friend on Bumble named Marina. Uh, was asking me – so because I put on my profile that I do stand-up because um, I think that's kind of intriguing at yeah, least. Yeah, for sure. You know, set yourself apart that's definitely, yeah, from plus the crowd. One. Um, it's not this beak. This beak isn't getting women wet. I'll tell you that. So I gotta, I gotta use what I, I gotta use the gift of use your feathers. Yeah. Um, and so she, uh, her and I matched up on the whatever friend level over there, and then was asking me about, and I want to match with her because she went to Chicago School of Business. You know, that's you want to steal her knowledge base. That is the to me. That's the best. MIT or that school is the best uh, higher institution. Yeah. And when do you publish your rankings for uh, Law's um, favorite business schools? I do my my hundred and one rank. Well, you know, it just came out, so I have to. I just started over. Oh, okay. You, you got to build that whole hundred and one. <laughs> but you think of all. You think Back of Harvard. The you think Harvard, all Ivy League is the best ones. People forget about those two. Yes. That's all and, I'm saying. And the Ivy League, I forgot about all of them. I'm not thinking about. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like when it comes out, ooh, went to Harvard, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I heard you get in. They're well, bringing if you it get up. In, like, it's Whoa. easy to stay in. Where yeah, when I was at Auburn, it. it was the opposite. It was like super easy to get in, and then they were reading you out. Um, but I take that anyway. Uh, but the, the, Chica- the Chicago School of Business was named after David. Is the namesake is Booth School of Business. Who used to own the company I worked for? I'd ride the elevator with him. He owns basically Kansas basketball, and everybody was scared of him. You mean that crooked program? <laughs> Whatever, man. You got to play to win. All right. Well, well now they're all going to get paid pretty soon. So, uh, like nothing. But California. Oh, did you like that? California is like, hey, hey, athletes need to get paid, and we're going to make this happen. I'm like, they're just looking. California is going to tax the shit out of that somehow. Yeah. It's a, it's, it. it's a total ruse, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Look at us. Follow our example. So anyway, my buddy, uh, Brendan T. Gleason, worked at Dimensional. Uh, he got me the job there. And uh, I, we he was like, I ride the elevator with David Booth, who owns the company. Talk to him because everybody's scared of him. And I, he, I learned Kansas basketball, Kansas football. It's like, Akeem Tlaib, that guy, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, another quality human being. And he's like, how don't you know about him? And I'm like, oh, I'm a big Kansas football guy. Yeah. Well, we got Kansas guy, what, Bill Self? Yeah. He's the crooked basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And then who else? I, I, you're asking, I forget all of it. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm surprised I pulled Tlaib out. But at any rate, 
that namesake of there. It's just funny. I just think that's a funny connection um, or a weird connection, especially meet someone on an app like that mm-hmm. that has that. And then, uh, you know, all right. So let's what get was it. this person's question? Uh, she's wanted to do her first open mic. Oh, and I, I wanted to ask, like, who hurt you? Because <laughs> she's attractive, and it's like there's something going on here. <laughs> you don't have to do this, you know. Now that's you the big thing. To go out I'm and... going to extrapolate this out into kind of other ways to be funny, in like a presentation. Uh, uh, we've talked about it on the podcast before, yeah. but it's worth repeating because a lot of people think they're funny and don't know they aren't. Um, and so I, I think our rule was kind of always just, and we try to do it on this podcast, be about ten to twenty percent, you know. Whatever your funny your funny lane is, right? Uh, Kick it up a notch. Yeah, like this is a more intense conversation than we're normally having when the mics heat up. You and I were kind of like, uh, uh-huh, uh, yeah, but that's not exciting for the for the audience. We don't so bust we, each other's balls this hard in real life. But there's an awareness. There's also an awareness that hey, there's other people listening. But if it's just you and I, you know, pre show, it's like we're half listening to each other doing something (laughs) most of the time. So um, I I would say like, if you want to do an open mic, uh, here's what I said. I said, go watch stand up live. Mm -hmm. You won't watch an open mic. Really? Right. You won't do that, but go do it. You should. Yeah. Um, Now, if you're trying to make a comedy career, you know, that makes more sense. If you're just doing this as like a skydiving, this bucket list thing. (laughs) Sure. But, if you're gonna do it, do it well. So I was like, you should go to live shows. Uh, Netflix, the specials are great. You know, take those in for what they're worth, but they're not really gonna teach you how, like, how to get through that open mic well. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, the reason why comedians talk about just having to go up so much, like, especially at the beginning, you gotta find out how you're gonna make the audience laugh. Like, it's different than making people laugh in conversation. Yep. There's kind of an expectation, you know, and like. You being funny in conversation might be completely different than how you could be funny on stage. Yep. Sit down. I said sit down and write a bunch, as uh, much stuff, chop it down to its uh, core point mm-hmm. of everything. Right. And then build it back up from there. Yeah. Now, the core point it has to be a premise or a joke to me. That's how I do it. I'll write something down. And jokes are magic tricks. So if you see the punchline coming or you see the angle. It's not as funny. So Bill Burr will take the opposite angle right of what society is thinking uh-huh. and just kind of he almost does it like a lawyer uh in like a uh courtroom kind of thing in a movie he's taking like the uh atticus finchy kind of style yeah is atticus finch is the, i don't know that the, that's what grapes were <laughs> uh to kill a mockingbird a, trying to think gregory peck is the attorney i think it's atticus finch anyway uh or if that's the kid no that's boo radley um but th- basically, or 12 Angry Men is a better courtroom example. Uh-huh. Basically spinning it around until you see his angle as funny, even though you don't agree with it. Uh-huh. And he might not even really think that. Yeah. So that's one, like, have a point of view, right? And then the j- actual jokes, you have to have a turn. Yeah, it needs to be unique. You need to make it a surprise. So watch The Prestige. Well, it's like I heard. Because uh, it gives that. you the formula. That's true. The Gilbert Gottfried thing that I was watching yeah. earlier. We so were what was that? The roast, the roast of George Takei. One of the most explicit things you could possibly watch. Um, but one of the jokes was like there was a man whose uh, wife was dying, 
in the hospital and the doctor came out and said, listen, we've tried everything. Maybe the one thing to do is, you know, have oral sex with your wife. Said, all right, doc. And he goes in there and all the alarms start going off and, you know, there's a flat line and doctor runs in and he goes, what the hell happened? He goes, I don't know. I guess she choked. Where's your, you got a soundboard yourself. <laughs> Man, you like, are like, I'm out of it. You're like stroke level bad. My point was, <laughs> did you see it coming? No. The twist? No. So, yeah. That's he, the, I'm not, I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, you are. And fun. I whipped through the, the joke, but the idea is that I, see the I can't wait to take that part out of this podcast to show it to you later. Uh, I, I, we're going to try to bang out too. I think you only got one in you, son. Um, all right. So I just said uh, I'll, I'll do better. POV, write as much as you can. Keep a pen and pad on you and try to. Uh, Anything funny in conversation, try to write that down. Um, and this is kind of the rule for any like PowerPoint you have to do for work or, uh, you know, wedding toast. Wedding toast, under three minutes, please. Yes. And if you're a chick, a bridesmaid, don't no do the thing. No inside jokes. No inside jokes unless you explain the inside joke in a, in a, a, a quick fashion oh. <laughs> so that everybody can understand it. Right. Uh, don't get too... It's not a roast. Wedding toasts are not roasts. Right. I've seen that go poorly. Dude, it's, yeah. You know what's kind of the best feeling is every time I've done a wedding toast, <laughs> I, hear my, I hear like people as I'm walking all the way up, uh-huh. they're like, oh, shit. Because yeah. like, they think I'm like going to bring thunder, and I, I'm not that kind of comic anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, it's always like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like You're like, yeah. don't get too fucking. Yeah. That feels good, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not gonna be like Jesselnick up here. Yeah, I've done two toasts for the same for the same guy, two separate weddings. Yeah, killed both times. Nice. <laughs> no, actually, the second time I was Just about as sick the as I one. was. The second time I was about as sick as I was now, and I almost got the whole wedding party killed from Bro, diarrhea. I'm be so pissed if you give me cholera. You just showed up here. Uh, you gonna, just showed up at my house. I'm gonna be so mad if you give me some Oregon Trail shit. Dysentery. Um. <laughs> I had to cock that wagon. They are drinking the water. Fjord. I'm not scared. Fjord. Fjord the river. Uh, right? <laughs> no. No. Fjord. Ford the river. A fjord, a fjord yeah. is a river with mountains on the side. I'm trying to move on. Um, <laughs> I just did a dad move. I Look. I'm the one trying to not look stupid here. I'm doing an old dad move. I Look. Let's just move on. Uh, What's the meaning of this? You're doing a funny business presentation. All right. That's a little tougher. Pitches are tough like that. Or you're doing a school project, maybe. You know, make sure you have the the everything's down and it's honed on the what you need to get done level. Yeah, the info needs to be then tight write, before you start adding jokes in. Then yeah, then add jokes around it. That's how I have to do it. Um and then generally just kind of be present as you're talking to people. Um I think I feel like that's super important because you can write down stuff and think what in your head, what's funny, but people don't understand there's a reaction right. to it. Yeah, it's weird. There's still going to be people standing there in front of you. Like, you know, you could talk to them if you wanted to directly. You know, it's weird. Yeah. And like, you know, the best thing, the yes and principle when you're conversationally funny is, you know, is an improv rule. It's like 101, but you can kind of. No, I, it's not. Right. It just shuts down conversation. Yeah. 
right? So if, if someone does that, you just go, no, it's not. What, you know, yeah, okay. but what do you mean? Yeah, uh, so it's yes and, if not, if not, but this or something like that. Right. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like keep a conversation going. Act like you're a hostage negotiator. Yeah, just or, keep them on the line. Right. Just keep them on the line. Just keep people talking. They're so close to tracing the call. And that's really kind of the trick with hecklers too. If you're not really good at firing back, like immediately, I'll just let them run out of steam. Yeah. They'll. Just I got a microphone. It doesn't burn them with questions. Right. I'm just like, what'd you say? Yeah. And they'll try to be, like, and they won't say it. Yeah. And you go, I thought you're. Yeah. I thought you wanted I thought to. You're a tough guy. I thought you wanted to talk again. What are your thoughts like for an open micer who hasn't really done uh, timed, I don't know, comedy or whatever? Like most open mics, you get five minutes. My experience was I would like write and think I had five minutes and then three minutes of what I thought was three minutes. They're giving me the light and it's like, oh, fuck. Better to have more than less, right? Is it though? Uh, yeah, but you need to do it for like something for like an open mic because like my first open mic, I was still going and I got the light and it was like, oh, it felt like blue balls. So I remember it. <laughs> Are you there? I, I, yeah. Oh shit. I remember it, and you did what everybody does. You feel like you didn't economize your words, right? So it was like there's way more filler, right? And because you're you have this rush of just trying to get along. The hard part is really, and I still have to remind myself getting up. I've been up thousands of times. It's like. I have to like before I get on stage. Remember to slow down, smile a little bit, act a little act like you're into it, not just trying to think about what you're saying. Yeah, because you just have I have resting bitch face that comes out. But to your point, better to have more and then know, hey, I might have to cut it here. Yeah. Say it out loud obsessively in the car is a good time to do that. Do it with beats, uh, and then remember you're not going to be famous, so it does none of this really matters. Right. So go go slowly, take pauses. And in the grand scale of the universe, you know, we're all just blips on the radar. Right. So none of it actually matters at all. It, it's Anything e that are on earth that happens. And when you go to open it's mics, easy. you'll see it. It'll minimize that whole thing. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's get these two last questions out of the three. But uh let's go through those because we got five. Yeah. A little bit more than that, but Okay. So uh I was asked, all right. Because I'm a nerd for the productivity hacks with digital stuff, with uh, integrating apps and whatnot, like someone was like, it feels so overwhelming when you're trying to tell me a bunch of this stuff. And I go, that's fair. Yep. Um, how about this? And she was, she was like, how do I start? How do I just start doing some small stuff? And I was like, okay, that's, that's an easier question to answer. Uh, there's two apps or there's an app and a website, I should say. One's uh, IFTTT and the other Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com. Both of those are basically, the way I explain it is they connect apps that don't connect already, mm -hmm. right? App Hub. So hub for, for, for instance, you have the smart home stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You want, I like, I, I have the Philips Hue lights hooked up to every time you walk in the camera and the nest sees it it'll do some kind of uh it'll make the lights blink Welcome or something home, yeah yeah something like that or at a certain time the lights will uh go down mm -hmm. automatically right yeah play al green yeah well i have it to the sunlight from the nest so the nest will know when sun goes down 
and then the hue lights will kick back up as like a little uh i've been trying to do it as a kid's um what's it called nightlight oh uh, yeah because they get so scared when it's super dark you yeah know? Oh, um, i bought about nine of them for our house <laughs> i saw it's in the sipping, bathroom when i was blowing it up over shit you have it uh, you have an automated uh old school automated that when i turned off the lights that one kicked on because mm -hmm. i blew up your kid's bathroom <laughs> um but IFTTT stands for if this, then that. So if this thing happens as a trigger, this this will happen as an automation. Yeah. And IFTTT is more of the personal uh, personal one, whereas Zapier is more kind of businessy apps, I would say. Yeah. Uh, IFTTT has more of like, the city of Tampa has one, so it's like anytime there's a emergency, I didn't know the city of Tampa has an app, but... They have theirs in the IFTTT like roster, so you can say anytime something's going down, the city of Tampa needs to get out there. You can get that on your phone as a text and an email, like stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I have it. I have one with Weather Underground. Anytime it's going to rain the next day, I want to get an email. Yeah, but what if you want to know the weather above ground? <laughs> Wait, what's that now? <laughs> uh. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's a lot of good, and you can automate a lot of social media that way if you're having trouble uh, trying to figure out. You hate doing social media, but you need to do it for whatever your side hustle is. We get a lot of those kind of questions. Yeah, we've used a, a Zapier for uh, like forms on websites to trigger certain things or go to, uh, you know, Gmail, just a, a, yeah. an alert sort of stuff, but stuff that doesn't connect. It'll connect it. Yeah, it'll be like if you have a CRM system like Salesforce, Pipedrive, CRM, and you need that data, you need the email from whatever whatever's filled out to go into MailChimp. Right. Zapier's probably better for that. If you need something like uh, on IFTTT, like, hey, every time I post something on Instagram, uh, on my personal account, can it automatically post to Pinterest? Right. You know, and, and not look like shit too. Mm -hmm. You know how like it'll... Sometimes you can just tell when those things are automated because the caption yeah. will have like a bunch of like weird uh, text added to it. Right. Or it's not sized correctly or something. So Yeah, for social media, there's probably better. Uh, social Pilot is a better social media manager. That's 15 bucks a month and that'll do LinkedIn business and personal. That'll do Google My Business and that'll do Pinterest. Yeah. As, among the other... With Facebook, and, and Instagram, Instagram and yeah. Twitter. And then you can scale if you need to have multiple accounts for everything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, flash, asshole! last one's how I've been creating a couple brand guides for some clients. How do you create a brand's messaging? It's super, e it's super easy to give this kind of, uh, these kind of questions, but what's a brand, right? Let's start there. Cause everybody kind of forgets. It's that blink test. What do people think about you uh, immediately when they when the name of whatever your brand is comes up? Fritos, you know, ah, I think corn chips, mm -hmm. you know, good, salty, I'm hungry kind of thing. That's a brand, that's like brand loyalty over years. That's a legacy brand. For you, the new brand, who are, you have to have like, I want military-like callback, uh, like uh, uh, R. Lee Emery, is that the drill sergeant from uh, Full Metal Jacket? Full Metal Jacket, good. Numb nuts. Uh, yeah, we need to get some of him with Lou what? Brown. 
going back and forth. I, I hit Lou before you said uh, it. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, man. But uh, we, you need like military, like like if I ran up to you about y'all's, uh, I'm not going to do it because you're out of it now, but about y'all's dental practice. Who are you? What do you do? Why are you better? Uh, what's the process? How much is it? Like you got to have like this rubric of, whatever the FAQs a very basic elevator pitchy kind of mm-hmm. stuff. What's your slogan? What's the brand name oh, officially? That's yeah. That's the hard one, man. There's so many. Like, Dennis every, is tough. Every, yeah. Dennis because people sure. equate everything equally. Yeah. But at the same time, reviews man, just in general, back that up. Though. Like all the, it's, it's so easy to start a business. You know, there's so many brands coming out with just whatever brand. It's hard to, you know, differentiate yourself yeah so you have to have credibility in there if you can that's kind of the second tier i'd say um but i'd say you know what are you about so really i'll start I'll do this again it's a, who who are you uh who are you what do you do or offer you know what's the product what's the service uh how do i get it how do i book you how do i whatever mm-hmm. whatever that action is uh who are you? What do you do? Why are you better? Sales, uh, that's your sales angles. That's your competitive advantages. Why are you better? Right. Why should I buy from you? These things need to be, where do I go to get it? Yeah. Online, offline, where's the store? You know, what's the, you know, so all these basic primal questions, you got to have an answer for them that are like, you know, short sentences basically. Yeah. Include them with your brand. And you, Anything that you have should try and have these calls to action. And you personally, as far as a whole theme, why why do you as the business owner or part of this business, a partner in it, what's your why? Right. You what's know, your story? What's your why? What oh, job did you quit to take to start doing this? Yeah. Why are you, what's your experience yeah. with it? If you don't have experience, why do you think you can do it? Yeah. Things like that. Very basic stuff. I, I'm uh I'm working on a rubric that maybe I can make a printable uh PDF because I'm gonna start funneling people. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start borrowing what everybody else does that we should have done a while ago, but mm-hmm. a basic rubric that'll have all these questions listed out. Uh and we'll put it on uh Tokubaga site eventually down the line. When we do, you'll see me whoring out for it. Yeah. All right. That's good, good man. What about my sweat equity? SweatEquityPod.com. You need to get an IV, ice bath. I'm gonna ice bath it. Right after this. Go to replenish IV, dog. What? Uh, what about my uh, sweat equity? Ah. Uh.